0: I'm Michael Boxall and you're listening to The Sound of the Loons Podcast.
1: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when this finds you. Welcome to the Sound of the Loons podcast. This is a very special edition. I am your host, Steve McPherson. I'm here with Cal Williams. We are at uh, the Ordway in St. Paul. Uh, We've got a couple of really special guests uh, on the show this evening. Uh, We're talking to... Uh, men in Blazers, who are having a show here to celebrate the opening of Allianz Field tomorrow. They're going to have a fantastic show tonight, uh, and MLS Commissioner Don Garber is going to join us to answer some questions, which is uh, which is a, a real treat. I mean, we get to have some fun guests. We get to talk to. We had had Adrian on. We've had uh, players on. It's fantastic. This is kind of a special opportunity. Cal, it's we're in a dressing room. We are. We which... feel like the the glitterati here, like the special people. Sort of.
2: Yeah. It, it's. I feel um completely undeserving of our sumptuous surroundings here um yeah fair but, enough <laughs> um, because we as we all know we are just modern day footballing scum um yes but um no well what a great day what a what a fabulous day and 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 uh, i'm so looking forward to hearing from the men in blazers uh particularly uh, the commissioner don garber as well who um you know I, I i think uh got a a lot of really uh intriguing questions to to ask him um no, it's it's a great day. Obviously, we're, we're here for one reason, and it's to celebrate the opening of Allianz Field and a seismic shift in the soccer culture in Minnesota. And, um, you know, it's it's an honor to be here. It really is.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, we've, we talked about it a lot on the pod earlier this week, uh, obviously. So we've covered a lot of that ground. But uh, every moment it gets closer, it just gets a little bit more exciting. You know, I, it's it's I think that I think I might've said this already, but on the broadcast last week, I think when the game was over, we'd won it you know, at red bulls and you know, you guys were like, and then next week Allianz field, like it was really the next game. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, I just couldn't believe it. And you know, it's fun to get the input of outsiders is one of the, we spent a lot of time, you know, we're we're in immersed in the team constantly. We talk to people who are on the team. Um, I read things, you know, obviously I read a lot, uh, you know, for, for the job, but Ah, uh, to hear from guys like Raj and Davo and then to hear you know what the commissioner's viewpoint is going to be on on the team and 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 how far uh, the team has come in the last two years and and where there is left to go, I think it's just going to be it's going to be some good conversations.
2: Yeah, there is, and the one thing which is um, which is wildly obvious, Steve, is that so many people just care. They care so much about soccer in in this part of the country but also, again, the growth of the league, um, not only from a domestic point of view, from a, from a worldwide point of view as well, you know. And we, we're we very fortunate to be operating at this club at, at undoubtedly the most historic time of it. Um, I I thank my lucky stars every day that, that we're involved in this. You know, it's Saturday is going to be... Um, it, it's going to be beyond anything anybody ever thought that, that we would have so um, just tremendously excited and and i i can't wait to see alianz
1: field in full voice yeah well you guys get to listen to us talk enough let's move on and hear from our guests Right. I think anyone who knows me knows that one of my absolute favorite things is plumbing the depths of the human condition plumbing. through the relatively inconsequential lens of athletic competition. I love plumbing. <laughs> so it is with great pleasure that I welcome Roger Bennett and Michael Davies, the men in Blazers, to the Sound of Loons. Gentlemen, oh. welcome to Minnesota. Thank you for having love How much do we love
3: Minnesota?
1: We, we love it a lot. <laughs> I've been here for at least three and a half hours.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Went to the gym in the hotel. You did? Yeah. Well, I'm have, loving it. I have wanted to come here since I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. what is it about Minnesota that's when you-, you grow up in Liverpool and you listen to Husker Duke and you listen, okay. and you listen to the replacements and you're like, that is whatever is going on in that city. There is something special and unique and wonderful and rich. And like to come here today. Drive around in this place of always winter, which I find very con- I love winter. Though, you right? do. Rog loves winter. For I've me, heard of. Uh, yeah, I've
1: been listening. You know, I've listened to the podcast. Terrible, and so uh, podcast, yes, I, I know. But I, the, the the I'm a
3: winter person. So to drive around here, where it genuinely feels like Winterfell has been built, the uh, uh, Leon <laughs> Stadium is about to open up, and to to like drive around with, with the replacements playing, to go to Matt's bar and eat a juicy Lucy, it was. Oh, it's just one of the great days of the year
1: yeah let's start with matt's bar i, I saw the photo uh, juicy lucy that is uh one of the things i had right recommended on right twitter here. yeah i'd recommended it on twitter and it's it's one of my absolute favorites so what was what was your experience of matt's bar well,
3: we came here partially because this is an amazing weekend for anyone that cares about the growth of the game in america and what minnesota united have done that we'll talk about in a second i hope uh it's really remarkable and it's an honor to be here but we also came here to eat all of you, juicy loosies <laughs> we came here to eat all of your lutefisk. Dave is pesco, day. pescatarian, so I'm, I'm going for the lutefisk. Yeah. You're going for it. I have, yeah. I have oh, not we're gone for, going for it. we love You haven't. No. We just imagine it's like on every corner, there's a fist place. Yeah. It just, pretty much is, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, just you the know. cod and the lie. You know, uh, why would you put lye, why would you embalm people with lye when you can put it in fish and make lutefisk? And then eat it, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. me, and so we, we, we're we eating lutefisk. We've eaten a lot of lutefisk. <laughs> and I'm looking for um, some cheese curd. Yes, yes. Then my day is
1: done. There, you know, it's it's all here for you. So, America. Yeah, it's amazing, Dave. <laughs> I I heard that you, I saw. I heard on the pod you were coming straight from LA and you had no winter gear. <laughs>
0: I literally arrived today in a sweatshirt. That's the only thing I've got. <laughs> it's, it's one of it's a sweatshirt. Of, uh, one of the boxes I manage, and I've, that's all I've got. Yep. And, and a sh- um, you didn't even bring a shirt. No, I didn't bring a shirt. I forgot to bring a shirt. I didn't arrive with a lot. It was 75 degrees in Los Angeles today uh, when I left. <laughs> I must say, though, my best friend in the world, Joe Blake, is from Minneapolis. Oh, okay. And so I spend a lot of time with, um, with Minnesotans coming to visit him in Los Angeles, and I see
1: them in warm weather, where they always seem somewhat uncomfortable, Absolutely. <laughs> um, which, I, which, which I really enjoy. I think in just a sweatshirt, you're actually fitting in pretty well because as soon as it's not negative yeah. 20 here, people are wearing shorts. Well, sure. it's it's a dry cold, not a wet cold. Sure. That's very important. Yeah, I guess. But yep. <laughs> I found out when
3: I got it. I mean, David came without a shirt, too, for tonight. <laughs> I think he wanted us to just say, "David, we just can put baby oil all over your body. Just to on happen. stage topless. We're one, it. Of We're days, it. one of these days. One of these days. True box. Can we talk about your club, then?
2: Yes. Let's. We let's. Well, so obviously being a fellow Brit chaps and um, – we we have a an obvious lust and love for the game, which is getting greater and larger here year after year after year. Where do you guys see not only Minnesota United but Major League Soccer now as a whole compared to when you chaps
0: first arrived here? I mean, when I first arrived in America in 1989, football was nowhere. Mm. In fact, <laughs> um, and I had to adopt the NBA because I there was no internet. I couldn't follow football. I didn't. There was a little bit of uh, football on Spanish TV, but I, you know, I knew more about the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's how I knew about it. Followed Tony Campbell that first uh, expansion <laughs> season, Coach yeah. Musselman. Chuck yes. uh, person. Yeah. Yep, yep. So it was. A a, sniper. That's in how I really knew about in Minnesota. So football was nowhere. So it has come a ridiculous distance, very, very fast. And I think you know our feeling always has been that you know MLS, it's. You know, people always, I think, want MLS to be further along. And people forget how short a time it's actually been there. And what it's actually done in that time has been remarkable. Mm. I think sometimes there becomes this ridiculous game where there are MLS fans and, oh, it's the anti-European people and the the Euro snobs who don't like MLS. The reality is, is that a rising tide lifts all boats. Like, people loving football in America, whatever the football is, is good for everyone. Yes. And um, obviously, with stadiums like this, with you know um the citadel
1: yeah.
3: it's a
0: crucible the like this it just makes a massive difference it makes a massive difference
3: I mean, it's it's phenomenal honestly researching this show which is just an honor to be here the night before something so momentous um happens in america for anyone who loves the game and it's rise in america what you're building in minnesota is just from the outside just so thrilling to see and you know, you look at Football in this state—what a rich and wonderful history flows through the veins of of just Minnesota's tapestry. You know, the the uh, to have Alan Merrick come on stage tonight was was so uh, excited to have him come on and talk about the kicks and you know the story of the Thunder and the Stars and you know, Buzz Lagos just touching the lives of thousands and thousands of kids across this state, weaving a passion uh, for the game and it building up with a crescendo through um uh, Minnesota United and the unveiling of this stadium here. I mean it really is. It's like we joke, it's like Winterfell. You have you have it's like being at Castle Winterfell. The day <laughs> Castle Winterfell was like finished and I'm like, all right, we'll call it Winterfell. Let's have a party. Let's open <laughs> Castle Winterfell to the public. And that's what it feels like. It's a momentous, genuinely wonderful occasion that out of this history, this uh this constant desire, this incredibly tenacious footballing culture you know there's been booms there's been busts there's been days of wonder there's been uh dark times but football itself never stopped coming it's that to me it's a, That's amazing it's the most resilient footballing culture um i've ever seen and so to see that resiliency what would it we're gonna have all of the uh many of the fan groups come on stage tonight and the people i'm most looking forward to meeting are the members of the dark clouds who, like 2004 been there in the snow in the sleet, in the rain, seen a lot of darkness. Stayed with it, and I just wonder what they must be feeling tonight as they approach this first weekend, where they're going to be standing with a couple of thousand uh, fellow fans and just reveling and getting their just reward. It's a magnificent story.
1: Yeah, in terms of the the research you did looking into that history, was was there any any particular things that you stories you found or things that stuck out to you?
3: Uh, I I did love how Buzz Lagos, they had to put the uh, office furniture on Craigslist so they could pay the team to keep it going (laughs) for uh, uh, for, uh, for that last season. I admire that greatly. You know, that kind of a love, that kind of a devotion... Um, is remarkable. really just a juxtaposition to just a constant you, your teams have had more names than Prince. <laughs> you know, it's like football has always been here and it, it, I, I, again from the outside, the resi- it's the resiliency, mm-hmm. the tenacity, uh, the passion, the the devotion at times of the few, but always pushing this thing forward, believing that it could occur. now, you know to have Alan Merrick come on and talk about he played at the Met in the in the 70s um what he must feel like uh, another person i'm excited to meet when tomorrow he's gonna see the first ever soccer specific major league stadium open up in this state probably never thought there were times when he thought it would never happen and it's that that kind of emotion that i'm really humbled to have the opportunity to listen to
0: and i think to look to your earlier point about mls and where it is i you know when i go back to europe i go back to britain and People ask me questions. It's not what it used to be. You know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, people were very insulting about Major League Soccer. I think now people have a very different attitude towards it. And I think Miguel Amaron going off to um, Newcastle has been a massive thing for the league, mm-hmm. massive thing for MLS, massive thing for the for the profile of this league internationally. But I often say to people who are still critical of it is, name me one league in the world that has changed this much in the last five years. And you're at the mm-hmm. forefront of this with your city and your club. Um it is a it is moving so fast like the entire culture of the league the way the teams are playing mm. the way they're recruiting players the way they're thinking of handling players the stadiums the fan groups like every part of it is very very different and that's exciting that's that's sort of exponential change
3: he does he says that all the time to people who are critical of it like Don Garber. <laughs> <laughs> don, <laughs> chill
0: out, man. What's happening. Don, don,
3: don. <laughs> Love your league a little. Yeah. It. No.
0: Embrace it. Can't be the NFL. <laughs> not
1: the <laughs> <laughs> He's right outside the door right now. I know, so. I know. <laughs> that <laughs> will be cut. But no, that, <laughs> that won't make the... Uh, no, that, won't they, make that probably make will make it. Well, we're not cutting that. anything. That probably the only <laughs> ball that does make You're, you you're, man. you're overestimating our technical capability. This <laughs> is it. This is it. So. This is just about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, chaps, as
2: well, about the pre Premier League and your teams from back home, Roger. No, you're a die-hard blue and Evertonian. Um, we mentioned a little earlier on off the air. I'm, um, I'm an Aston Villa fan, and it's been bleak over the last uh, last couple of years, to say the, the least. Where do we see Everton right now? What are you expecting?
3: Well, I've got to say, Sorry, I, can't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that researching Minnesota sports over the past couple of weeks as we prepared for this show. I mean, to me. Adrian Heath, your manager, yeah. once on my bedroom wall on a poster. I found the poster and we're showing it tonight. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, when he became your manager, he led into a microphone and said something extraordinary. He said, I want to make this team... Minnesota, the Newcastle of America. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm like, poor people. Why is it? What is the similarity between Minnesota and yeah? Like, do you Minnesotans spend a lot of time wanting to fight horses? Is that like? <laughs> in, 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 I don't know. Are you like? Are you like big bellied guys who like huge? Uh, they get the top um, I, I I think you are more the Everton of like the minnesota like the 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 golden Gophers, they're like the big tens everton and um a lot of the minnesotan sports where you guys dream so big and have a just a legacy of heartbreak that frankly i admire i love it i revel in it <laughs> and i think like there's a to me everton are where minnesotan sports is and and, and often and we've got harrison smith coming on tonight we're looking forward to <sighs> The speaking to him about it, it's like constantly massive dreams, and the dreams never die, and the heartbreak is is even bigger. And I think, like ultimately, the heartbreak the massive character.
0: dreams for Everton
3: right now <laughs> what <laughs> massive dreams do you have of of 10th
0: rather than 11th oh, like man. there is
3: i'd bite your I arm off. <laughs>
0: this poor state this poor city this no. poor club to be the everton what is dreams they're so
3: much more what, relevant what they dreams? only have
0: heartbreak in this state in sports because they've been really good occasionally
3: what, do I do, mean, what, a, d- what dreams do we have for everton uh well tonight I am gonna get. I'm gonna re-sign Adrian Heath.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> gonna bring about 18 goals he yeah. scored in 1985. Unbelievably, tons of his head. Yeah. Tiny little guy. Mm. I mean, talk about tenacity. Well, you had to score a lot with your head back then because there was so much mud. Yeah. In the
0: uh, in uh, the, uh, on, on the field. To Adrian, so you just, you had listen to Adrian. to Adrian aerial.
1: talk about playing. He's had different. Yeah. Um, so
3: ultimately, uh, Everton. That was a long-winded way. Everton are. It's perpetual dreams. Um, but I was speaking to my son the other day after we beat <laughs> Arsenal, and the, my second son, he's uh, just turned 13, and he said, you know, you don't seem that happy. I was like, well, you know, it was a great result, but I always know there's a terrible result coming, and I'm always braced for it. And he goes, yeah, I mean, even if we had a great season where we, like, won the league, there'd always be a crappy season after that. And I've never been prouder <laughs> of myself. And that, that I am breeding the he next generation of, of, of American pessimists. Probably the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> what, what about Chelsea, David? Oh, Chelsea is so just
0: depressing to me in every <laughs> single way. It's like I have never, I have never been less in love with Chelsea Football Club than I am now. Even the times second division, the years in the second division in the 1970s and 1980s, I have never, ever reached any level of the pessimism <laughs> and disillusionment with my club. The only thing that gets me, that keeps me excited is Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who's yes. from literally my home borough, Your of Mursha, my manor, in South London. <laughs> so following him has been amazing. Callum Hudson-Odoi, another South Londoner. So watching, as a, I'm an Artemis South London Chelsea fan. Uh, but I also have this great sympathy for Crystal Palace, which a symp- I, a sympathy that's
3: morphing into something more than a is sympathy. It's
0: more than a sympathy. Well, my best mate bought them, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm... Uh, one of the guys I grew up with and was reconnected with him through Men in Blazers, bizarrely. And Steve I love going to, I love going to Selhurst Park. I love, Great I love Crystal Palace. Yeah. I, I just love that club. I really love that club. And I'm just, I, I get more excited watching them play football. I, unfortunately, Sarri ball is just that form of football. I can't watch. I like. <laughs> I would have liked watching.
4: I love. I would have loved boss, watching I Adrian, Adrian sorry,
0: sorry, <laughs> I would have loved watching Adrian play for Everton. That's the football I like: yeah. direct, aerial, yeah. tough, hard. Like sure. I like that. The p- constant, pointless passing. I literally. That I had a full head of hair before. Sarah <laughs> papers,
2: it's
0: just all gone
3: at this point. I just
2: can't handle it. <laughs> Exceedingly uninspiring, isn't it? Yeah, right
3: it's awful. Like, yeah. I, by the way, I like Crystal Palace, David. You do? Yeah, I really like you. I really like that, David. Chelsea Davis. Davis, David. Chelsea David, <laughs> occasionally unbearable, but Crystal, <laughs> Davis, David, I, I, I'm very fond of. and trying to encourage. It was it. difficult. It was difficult because in the in, during the
0: Men in Blazers era, Chelsea just won everything. Yes, like they did win everything there was to win, including the including stuff that Roger. Tried Rod started like demeaning entire tournaments yeah. and trophies just because he knew that Chelsea were going to win them. But we just <laughs> we just won. We won every single thing that yeah. there was to win except for the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> and um, and you came difficult. close, right? I mean, difficult. almost Eurovision. It's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> Everson haven't had a
1: chance to be unbearable and never will. <laughs> mm all trick. <laughs> well guys this has been great thanks so much for coming on uh have an amazing show tonight we can't wait to it see won't it will be very good
3: because we're involved <laughs> it will be very good
1: uh, no, I, I will say one. Well, want to say to
3: your listeners um, like it's an amazing moment it really is and uh, we want to wish everyone just a remarkable weekend um and i hope that this is not an exclamation point of a weekend but we hope it's the beginning of just for all of the fans of this team memories collective memories that you will carry with you forever. Because my God, you really, I, I, we take our hats off, you really deserve it. So thanks for having us, mm-hmm. Encourage. and I'm Jack Grealish. Yeah. <laughs>
1: thanks, guys. All right, it's my pleasure to welcome MLS Commissioner Don Garber to Sound of the Loons, Commissioner. Welcome to
4: Minnesota. Yeah, it's great to be here. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be warmer. Yeah, it's it's Warm lovely out there. here.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, there's no snow at all. It's 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 beautiful out there, right? It is really.
4: Nice. <laughs> so far, I haven't been to this, the land of what is it? A thousand lakes. Ten thousand, ten thousand, thousand, thousand lakes. lakes man. Ten, I ten got, I times. I left that nine many. thousand off. It uh, hasn't been snowy and.
1: You busy. got you got to come in the summer sometimes. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. lovely. There's mosquitoes. There's a lot of mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah. Type. It's not that bad. So, yeah. um, well, let's, let's get right to it. We got a big big stadium opening here. I know you've been at many stadium openings uh, over the last several years. I was curious about what are some of the the commonalities you find in the experience of of, of opening stadiums, and then you know what's what's sort of unique about Allianz Field to you. <laughs>
4: Well, you know the commonality generally is size, right? They're specific to our sport, and they uh, every one that comes online seems to take an idea from the previous one and max it out a bit. Uh, and uh, and Allianz is a great example of that. I mean, it does look a little bit like Red Bull Arena in terms of mm-hmm. its shape, uh, but it has taken bits and pieces of almost every stadium that we have in the league, all twenty or nineteen of them. And have uh, created its own sort of distinct personality for this community, uh, and I'm um, couldn't be more excited. I think it's fantastic. I show everybody my little photograph of all the different colors, which I think it's in and of itself is a unique quality, unique brand for this stadium that I think will be difficult to replicate. Mm. Because, well, Commissioner, it,
2: it it gleams, Allianz Field does, unlike any stadium I've ever seen in this league. I think players, fans, coaches, executives will be surrounded by salubrious supremacy every time they come in to Allianz Fields. How does it compare to others? And you mentioned earlier on as a commissioner, you must be hoping now that whether they're an expansion team or simply a team looking for a new stadium, that they come to
4: coliseums like this and take little pieces from it. And they have, you know, there's been uh, no shortage of of expansion prospects that have spent time with Bill McGuire and time with Chris and uh, went through the process that Bill went through, which was difficult, as everybody knows, both off the field as it relates to the whole package with the, uh, with the city and the county, but also sort of the creative energy that went into creating this distinct personality. Uh, what excites me about it is that we've got, you know, six more to go. And uh, I was just in L.A. earlier in the week on Monday had an event at LAFC Stadium, Bank of California Stadium. And when I was in that a year or two ago, I never thought there'd be anything quite like it. Mm. And here we are in Minnesota. And uh, it's uh, kind of taken it to another level excited about that so
1: allianz field is is the best is what you're saying well you know
4: i'll end up you'll say that and if i say yes or no. now, then the social media world will crush me but what, I, what i love about each of them is they're all unique and different uh, certainly yeah. the newer ones uh and think about what will happen in miami and then nashville and austin mm-hmm. because they'll be able to come to allianz and be able to look at what made this special for this community, and what technology, and what amenities, what hospitality ideas came into it. What sporting ideas? I mean, certainly this—the fact that we have a heated field works a lot for our game tomorrow. It I was helps in a lot. Salt Lake yesterday, <laughs> and uh, while they have a system, it's uh, it's certainly older than the one that's here, and we were joking about leaving Salt Lake, and it was cold and snowy there. Mm-hmm. And knowing that uh, we'll have no weather issues on the, at least as it relates to the field surface here.
1: Yeah, so for us, you know, we're obviously steeped in the team, we're very close to it all the time. Um, you know, we're, we see the sport in Minnesota day in and day out. But I, I was sort of curious to get uh, sort of your impression, because I know you come here a couple times a year. You sort of get a, a time lapse impression of the, the growth of the franchise and then the impact that the franchise has in Minnesota and, and in MLS. What's what's sort of your assessment at this point starting the third season?
4: Well, you know, it's uh, it, it's hard to sort of look at where you are today and not compare it to where it's been the previous couple of years. Uh, you know, they came in. This club came in when LAFC and Atlanta and others were sort of coming into the MLS scene, and it's uh, it was easy for fans and for the media to to, to compare them all. But they're all different. Uh, Atlanta's obviously a large stadium, but it is no less this this club and and this team is no less uh, popular with its fans and is no less relevant in this community. It's just a smaller city and a smaller stadium, and. I know that uh, when you have LAFC uh, LAFC coming in on its own and coming into Mark Withers and other team, they have so many, you know, people love to compare and mm-hmm. as commissioner, you can't, you know, I joke around. I love all my children. Right? <laughs> you, you've got It's a zero sum game every weekend on the field for us. It doesn't really matter to me who wins. Uh, this whole idea that we favored some markets over another is nonsense. Mm-hmm. I want to have our clubs be important in their communities be successful, matter to their fans, matter to the corporate community, the political community, to be part of the fabric of the sporting scene in every market. And whether it's a big market, small market, a northern market, a southern market on the coast uh, is, uh, is irrelevant to me. We need a national uh, geographical footprint, geographic footprint, and that's what we're rapidly uh, achieving. And expansion will get us even closer with the next couple of teams. You spoke about it
2: briefly earlier on, Commissioner. A team is not a team, a house is not a home without people who are inside it, without fans. The fan base here has grown to a level I don't think anybody ever thought we would see here. And it's only going to elevate year after year after
4: year, particularly at Allianz Field. How proud are you of the project here in Minnesota? You know, I'm really proud. And, uh, you know, these things are a long time in the making. You know, we were talking to Bill and his partners for years and years and years prior to even getting the point where we were reaching an agreement on having them come into major league soccer they were in another league that had to decide whether or not they were going to stay there there were issues with that league obviously and uh, this was a big lift uh both in terms of the investment but also could the market support it and obviously it's proven uh, that it can and it can do it quite well uh when i travel around and uh, and see the success of this team when i'm watching games on television or attending them i've Obviously, going to the games early on in the university, the first game, one of the most memorable experiences for me as commissioner, Uh, both in terms of the two teams playing. There was something happening on the field. Probably uh, United fans might not be that happy about that, but we saw something special with Atlanta. Yes. That's turned to really pay off for them on the field. And then we saw this energy with the fan base here. Uh, And as challenging as the first year was on the field, it was very clear that the coach and Bill and Manny and others really understood what they needed to do to be successful in this league. And you're seeing that this year. Players that have been uh, selected and the competitiveness that this club has and I think will continue to have for years to come. So
1: we're obviously very excited about the home opener, but it's obviously just a start. There's a lot to come with, with Allianz Field, uh, particularly the U.S. men's national team coming here for the Gold Cup later on this summer. Um, how important is it for, I mean, I think the soccer-specific stadium speaks to that. It it's becomes an attraction. Uh, how big is that uh, to be able to have international competitions at a place like Allianz Field and, and, and other stadiums? Well, I think
4: part of the story and the pitch to the community, you know, there were different mayors in both cities in both Minneapolis <laughs> sure, and St. Yeah. Paul at that time. <laughs> And uh, the pitch was that this is not a local story. It's a national and international story. You know, this game on this weekend will be broadcast around the world in 180 different countries. And uh, that matters for cities that are trying to create branding that's not just local, not just regional, but not just national, but even international. And, and I think that's an enormous value for, for everybody that's uh, associated with this. And I think it's just the beginning of what will be even bigger uh, in the years to come. You know, every team needs a home, to your point, right? And although uh, I... You know, it's easy to be intrigued and enticed by playing in markets, in stadiums that can deliver larger fan bases or larger attendances than you can in a 20 or 20 odd thousand uh, seat stadium. But boy, um, this is going to be their home. I think it'll be a fortress, if not a cathedral, and it'll be something that will establish permanence for this team for generations to come. I think um, a lot of people would argue, Commissioner, that this is perhaps one of the
2: most, if not the most, unique markets in Major League Soccer, particularly with the way the fans are here, and they're wonderful. But I I was over in England, a part of the commentary team that did MLS for IMG and Sky and whatnot, and, and the one thing we noticed for years was that the numbers, the viewing figures went higher and higher and higher. I think a lot of that was, for many, a myriad of different reasons, but a lot of it was because of the unique nature of Major League Soccer as the commissioner of this league. How important is that unique nature of not only
4: the league, but the teams that come into it? You know, it's a good question and a good point. Uh, You know, when I travel internationally quite a bit and years ago, uh, the league really wasn't respected overseas uh, the way we thought it deserved to be. And today that's flipped, you know, entirely 180 degrees. I think there's more respect for Major League Soccer in England and in Spain and in Italy and the big soccer countries, France, uh, than there even is in here with those Fans of those leagues here that don't rate Major League Soccer as high as they should—it's sort of easy and cool to sort of be a what we call a Euro snob, somebody Mm. that loves a team from afar and not really embracing their club as much as they they should.
2: Infuriating though, isn't it? (laughs) You know, (laughs) so many things that I think about—it's you know, you got to earn it in life,
4: right? I always, uh, I never try to look at those things that I that I can't change, right? You just have to continue to provide value and earn the respect of all your constituents, including the most important constituents, your fan base. But you think about the way FIFA looks at us in our country, the way UEFA looks at us in our country, the fact that every European team league, as we well know, wants to come here and play games. Why? Because we have a rabid growing soccer market of people that are sophisticated and understand the game. Mm We started an association of leagues called the World League Forum that has all the top leagues in the world, and we're the, the founders of that with the Bundesliga and the Premier League, and we and uh, the Mexican League and now the German League. We're the three members that are the managing directors of that and have earned status at FIFA to have a, a seat at the Football Stakeholders Committee that I sit on. Where years ago to think that a Major League Soccer leader would be sitting on the Mm -hmm. one committee that is determining sort of the future of the sport globally, what's the calendar going to look like? How do we deal with some of the big issues that are taking place in the sport? How do we manage some of the challenges that we have with agents and with players and, and the movement of players and, and we have a seat at the table. So I, I think that's a, that's a big statement that isn't really a story that's not really told because really that's, there's no reason to. Right? We've got to just do our jobs every day.
1: <laughs> well, Commissioner, thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to come and it's talk nice to, to us. Here. Thanks for coming to Minnesota. Enjoy the weather. It's Thank lovely. <laughs> the game's going to be fantastic. What's you know, the
4: temperature going to be like tomorrow, guys? I think it's supposed to be like low 40s. Yeah, so yeah. Which
1: is warm here. Very warm. <laughs> I hope you brought shorts. So. Yeah,
4: good, good for you. Yeah. I'll be wearing a suit. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thanks a lot.
1: All right, cal good conversations it's great to have people come through i feel like we're we're just run, it's like it's like uh, flash dating or something you know just <laughs> just, get, just get people in here talk for you know 10 15 minutes and then then they move on i find myself hungering for the cal williams end of the game wrap up of the experience like you give every week Ooh. well dear me um well i something I, alliterative you know maybe with <laughs> several syllables in it you know so well, no
2: I, uh, the one thing which i will say is that i think yeah that there is um There's a lust for more. Uh, Both of our sets of guests today were fabulous. Yeah. I just wanted more. I know. know? Um, Every time I speak to the commissioner, um, it it is always a conversation that is surrounded by fascination and a little bit of mystery as well because... he does come across as a very mysterious individual as oh, he well. Knows what he he's has doing. an aura about yeah, him.
1: He, yeah, he knows. <laughs> he's, he's he's giving you the tip of the iceberg, so. uh, but but
2: also as well because
1: you, you know that he knows so
2: much <laughs> that he can't tell us as well. You know, when he was talking about the expansion teams and all these stadiums and everything, I was like, just tell us, tell us something. You know, tell us something. Break some news. Give me something. You right. know, and, and um, I was just teetering on the edge of just been just grabbing him. And,
4: oh, come on, <laughs> tell
1: me something. You know. Well, I'm glad you did. You probably would have been tackled. <laughs> <so>. Probably. probably.
2: <laughs> But hey, no, it's been great, it's been great to, to have the guests here today and, um, you know, this is just the very, the very start of all the celebrations um, over the next uh, next couple of days and, and then moving on for the next couple of years, you know, it's, um, it is it is a special, if not the most special time to be involved in soccer in this part of the country, so um, very, very happy.
1: Yeah, it's been great, uh, I think it's gonna be a really fun night, we're gonna go check out the Men and Blazers right now and then we're all just gonna get ready for Allianz Field tomorrow. I'm, I'm not gonna give you the big sign off. It's a special edition. You guys know what the deal is. so I'll just I'll just finish with you know the traditional. So there's only one person in this whole world like you, Cal, and people can like you exactly as you are.